Podcast. My name is Stephen Houston. I am your host, as always, and I am joined this week for Video Game Week by my very best friend in the whole wide world, Amanda Farrow, the Princess of Power. How are you? I am so much better now that I'm talking to you. I am super excited that you are here, that we have this opportunity to talk about video games. I saw you uh, lamenting the state of the universe on Twitter, and I said, guess guess what we get to do? We get to have a, a fun episode where all we do is talk about things we're excited about. We don't have to talk about GameStop stocks. We don't have to talk about no, Apple no. versus Epic. We don't have to talk about anything bad. Because this week, folks, this is my favorite episode of the year. And that is, and it's funny because we're doing it in February. Normally it's in January, but whatever. It is our most anticipated games of the remaining 10 months of 2021. Heck yeah. And part of me, before we knew what we were going to talk about, I was a little worried. Because I was like, man, you know, this whole year is obviously thrown into the mixer because of... COVID, because the Fire Nation, threw off all sorts of development plans. Yeah, exactly. Everybody had to get used to working at home. Some companies are very good at that. The the dude who makes Stardew Valley didn't really impact him much because he was working out of a spare bedroom anyway all by himself. But big AAA companies making Halos and all this stuff, they had to make some big adjustments. So I thought before we started making our list that this might be, the cupboards might be a little bare. Turns out that was just because I wasn't paying attention until I started paying attention, which is I should get that on a T-shirt. Speaking of T-shirts, I do recognize that you are wearing the Ready Player Mom merch from your stream merch store. It's a I very am. cool hat. It, you're wearing a, a knit beanie inside, which makes me I'm a little cold. concerned. Is it really cold in New Jersey I'm right cold. now? Well, okay. I was working upstairs in my closet office, and my oh, closet okay. office is very cold. So my oh, okay. I came, I put on the hat to go get lunch because okay. I needed nuggies. And of course you did. And I was one of the people, by the way, that told you to go get nuggies. You were a wonderful enabler of my on my quest to whether or not I should have nuggies. So as it turns out, spoiler alert, I had nuggies. So I went yep. out and I had I had my toque on, and yeah, it was it was cold because it was snowing today so i just kept yeah. it on and because it was cold upstairs and i had to work upstairs today so yeah, are, yeah. Beanie on the podcast um you said toque that's canadian for beanie it's, right it's toque yes it is right, i cool. guess it's canadian for beanie just like beanie's american for toque <laughs> the it's this language for this thing is always from the perspective of the speaker so for me <laughs> I'm being selfish. I don't know if that's actually the proper way of phrasing it, but hey, what do you mean? Defending my own inappropriate use of language. So, you and I went through, and we looked at the release calendar. You looked at you know your endless horde of upcoming indie titles, as that is one of your brands. Yeah, I'm cat. I'm the captain of Team Nintendo over here, and. We That's the other are... side of my wish list. So, like, I have like the the wish list that is all about, you know, the video games that I want to play that are not safe for this podcast, and that list is extensive. And then I have the indies, which are definitely safe for this podcast, and that list is extensive. And then there's the Nintendo stuff, which we both share. So you're going to cover Nintendo, which we're both hotly anticipating, and I will because cover I some sweet indies. And I have no nothing on my list as an indie, but that's okay. That's okay, folks. Uh, we'll get there. So but before we do that, we're going to go around the horn. We're going to talk about one game that you legit can play right now. Yes. And you took advantage of the indie demo fest over on Steam. Oh my so gosh, did I ever. over the next couple of video game podcast you're going to go through and talk about one of them so these are games that are going to come out either to early access or just proper release at some point in the future but they had a playable demo i'm going to start though do it because uh because i can and i want to talk about a game that i heard about it on another podcast and i was like you know that sounds interesting and i sat down this past Friday, I think it was, and I was like, hey, I need a game just so that I can have something new to talk about on the podcast. I just need to get something that is not, that, that was outside of our wheelhouse. 
or at least that I thought was outside of our wheelhouse. And I heard the name, so I downloaded it. Uh, Amanda, are you familiar with a little game that came out in the last couple of years, was in early access for a little bit, called Slay the Spire? I have definitely not sunk hundreds of hours into Slay the Spire. (laughs) What if I told you that Monster Train is kind of like that, only... Okay. Different enough that it is a different kind of experience. I have heard that Monster Train, and by heard, I mean I've watched my husband play and then he purchased for me, but I have neglected to play it. Um, I've seen this game in action. It is really cool. Like, it's really cool. How much time have you had to spend with it? Tell me everything. I'm not going to tell you how many hours I spent playing it because... But you should tell me how many hours you spent playing it because if it's comparable to Civ, then I'm going to give you a high five. I mean, I've only had it for a week, but it's a dozen no or so. That's actually awesome. So. Considering that also I am a World of Warcraft raider, yes, that is pretty good. So for those of you that are listening that don't get the Slay the Spire reference, here's what it goes. This is a digital deck building game. And so you are, the premise is you are demons in hell. <laughs> trying to traverse the landscape of hell while angels try and kill you. You're just trying to get home and you're on a monster train and the monster train has a number of floors on it. And at the very top is the pyre, which is basically like your energy source. And so instead of going down the train from car to car, they go up from floor to floor. It's like a big, like, you know, there's four floors and then or three floors and then the pyre. So the idea is monsters pop in on the bottom floor and you have to kill them by uh, placing your own critters or playing your own spells on the different floors. And so uh, the trick is you only get to deal damage to them once with your units that you place. So if you don't kill them, they move up a level and you have to deal with them with your other, uh, with, you know, units that you placed on higher level floors. This is, uh, The thing I really like about it is you choose a primary, like, clan and then a secondary clan. So you're building, like, multicolor decks, basically. And so you start with a champion who you summon on round one every game, and they have cool superpowers. And they are obviously a very – they cost zero mana to play, and, you know, they all have really cool powers. And then – depending on who you pick you get a series of random cards to get put into your deck and then you pick a support color where you get you know for example you know the blue guys the stygians they have lots of spells that do damage so they're they do like direct damage spells and they have you know some cool abilities the green guys have things that heal you and the red guys do specific damage to a target but only a little bit whereas Mm -hmm. the blue ones just whoever's in front gets hit really big and so there's 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 they're flavored differently and you're building neat little combos and as you complete fights they reward you with your pick of basically a pack of cards where they show you three or four cards and you can choose from them there's artifacts and one of the things that i really dig about it is as you are going down this train track you can stop at these stores that basically give you the opportunity to buy gems that augment your cards for the rest of that run. So you can make your creatures bigger or you can make your spells cost less. And so because of that added oomph and the ability to edit the cards for individual runs, the strategies get absolutely bonkers. And and there's some random effects too. This is a really fun card game. I think obviously we have to include some kind of a content warning because it is demons yes. <laughs> running, you know, fighting angels. With that said, this game is rated E for everyone. So they may be demons, but like there's no blood. There's no they are very comical demons. Yeah, the, they look you know, cartoony. Oh, absolutely cartoony. Like, the one that's, like, the red, like, angry guy really does look like um, an 
it's like if Kratos and an Oompa Loompa were like good friends because he's like this <laughs> short little dude with two with two daggers and he's just chilling. They're not so it, what it is is nothing scary, but your demons and the uh, it, and so that is not an issue. But still, you know, from a content perspective, there are demons fighting angels. The the music is great. The animations are very simple. There's a mode in the options where you can give everything googly eyes, which you think that's you don't awesome. want that. You might no, think, that's that seems great. like it would be silly. No, it adds a lot to the game. I don't know why. So just all these dudes just have googly eyes, and as they move, the googly eyes Google around. It's hysterical. So Monster Train is uh, I played it on Xbox Game Pass. But it is also, you have it on Steam, right? Uh, yeah, I have it on Steam. I don't know if it's on Switch or not. That's a, that's I'm looking a right now. Currently, game, it is only Windows and Xbox One. There is no world. There, there is no universe out there in the multiverse where Monster Train no does not eventually come to Switch. No place anywhere. Like, this game is 100% going to find its way onto the Switch but right now, if you have Xbox Game Pass, I recommend this to everyone. It is critically acclaimed. came out last May for PC. I can't imagine that by the end of this year, I won't have 100 hours into this game. Over time, you unlock not only new tribes or clans or whatever they call themselves, but you also unlock new champions for them and new cards So and new artifacts. So like, eventually, I'm going to run out of stuff to unlock, but every run that I have played has been so vastly different. Um, I'm building very different decks that do very different things. And I recall, you know, I played a lot of Slay the Spire too. Mm-hmm. It feels it feels like Slay the Spire has a number of like viable options, but there's only like you're all you're, you're trying depending on what class you pick, you're trying to build like one of you know three or four decks. Here the upgrades that become available to you might change things midstream um and and result in a completely different strategy maybe you're going to turtle up and be more defensive or what have you so i i think they're both amazing games if you like slay the spire but maybe you're done or maybe you're you know this is a great change of pace but a similar style that's really cool i really do need to check this nonsense out yes you do Mm -hmm. genuinely you do especially since you already own it Uh, i think one thing if you didn't like what is what is my problem even Honestly. Well, you have a million other video games to play. That's probably fair. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to your Twitch channel and spend some of my 40,000 channel points and make it so you have to play this on a Friday. Some Friday. <laughs> you can do that for next Friday. <laughs> I can do that whenever I want. Um, uh, you can do it whenever you want, but I have a timeout on it so that only one can be redeemed a week. Okay, well, when I say that, I can... I can I, at any time when it's available, I can do it. It's I watch every one of your streams for it's at least true. a little while. I know. While. You're, you're su- such a wonderfully Thanks supportive buddy, and I am so grateful for that. Um, And I do have like 40,000 channel points. You do. You have I don't know how. Channel points. So many. Because I watch all your So streams. many dudes. And your last name is Dutesman. Like, what's yeah, your so problem? <laughs> um, that's why I collect them. And, that, exactly. and I also stop spending them on frivolous things because I know that eventually, because you're an affiliate, they're going to do that thing where we can spend our channel points to get you boosted to the front page. And I wanted to save them. But this is a worthwhile expenditure. Although not really because eventually you would play it on Friday anyway. But whatever. I can, eh. I, 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 I'm, I can wield my powers. So you – so that's Monster Train yeah. from Good Shepherd Entertainment. Like I said, it came out last May. But I actually just became aware of it like last week. You played – like we said, we, you played a whole bunch of – indie games as part of the steam demo event i did which is really cool when they do that and you played a game i was watching your stream on, fr- on that friday and you played one game that really caught my eye it was called potion craft it was called potion craft it is a game of alchemy it is this really really interesting like kind of it kind of looks very medieval you know like if you go back and you take a look at some of those old illustrations and what they looked like it really looks like medieval illustrations maybe not as ornate but that's kind of the art style there and the premise is that you are an alchemist or rather 
your, I think it was a grandparent was an alchemist and you inherited some alchemy. And so you're learning about how to make potions, you decide to set up shop. You have a magical enchanted garden in the back. So you go pick your flowers and your herbs and there are mushrooms back there. You come back in, you hang out with your customers, you figure out what they need. And along the way, you have to add in different ingredients and then prepare them in very specific ways in order to create the potions and the potency of those potions that you need in order to satisfy the customers that you're selling them to. So in some instances, you're going to have ingredients that you use your mortar and pestle with. So you're just going to grind them up and away you go and it increases the potency. There are going to be times where you need to add a little bit of water because you need to dial back the potion and move backwards. It actually ends up looking like when you're the exploration map of building these potions really does look like a map of how you're just moving along with your different recipes and you'll unlock different kinds of recipes through experimentation. It does end up using up your your ingredients along the way, but then you get traveling uh, traveling merchants. So you get like the mushroom merchant that comes in, and you have a merchant that comes in and is just like, "Hey, I have a bunch of herbs that you can that you can purchase from me." And it's just it's such a cool game. This game is shockingly complex and deep. And I probably could have spent the entire time playing it. The only part of that game that I don't like is haggling. I'm very, very bad at haggling. I haven't quite figured out how the mechanics of haggling in Potion Craft works because there's there are ways that you can kind of push the influence over to you're going to get more money or then you can push it over to they're going to they're gonna take, you know, they're not going to give you as much money. So haggling is the only part of that game I don't really care for, but I am telling you, Potion Craft is special. I really, really like it. Do we have any idea when it's coming out? Not as far as I know. Let me double check. It's on my wish list. Potion Craft. Where, why isn't it on my... Yeah, there it is. Okay. It just says coming soon, 2021. Okay. Wish list and follow. Sure, man. Sure. Absolutely. I, mean, so... I definitely will do that. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it was of all the games that you played, I really was that that one really caught me as like the it was part of it was the art style. I know you said it looked like a medieval illustration. Here's what it looks like. It looks like someone drawing a medieval illustration. And I mean that not in a pejorative way. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I I really like that kind of gameplay where you are taking ingredients and trying to make sure you're using the right amounts and trying to be as efficient as possible with what you collect. Absolutely. It, it, it feels like the crafting portion of like an MMO where you're like, this yes. is the stuff that I bought and I'm trying to level up my skill, but I also want to have stuff to sell. And I also want to, you know, and so you're balancing all this different stuff. Yes, uh, I exactly. really, I dig that. That is a portion of a lot of games, but it, it's very exciting to me that this is the entirety of this one, where it'll just mm-hmm. be a very focused puzzle-like experience. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. I know soon it, you'll know when it comes out, and I will be playing it and enjoying it. Super excited about that one. So that's Potion Craft. That is Potion Trust me, everybody, we will talk more about it when this one comes up. So that's Around the Horn, two brand new games. Very mm-hmm. excited. Obviously, we're still playing the old favorites. Um, this weekend is BlizzCon Line. So, Man. Um, and wouldn't you know it, somebody, and I'll talk about this next week on EFG, LFG, PST when we come back from our hiatus, but uh, some poor person <laughs> leaked their entire press kit from their uh from their world of warcraft press conference and all they had to do was make it two more days and somehow the press kits got out to everybody so uh, yeah oof. and we'll talk we'll, i'll talk about that on the wild podcast don't but, like that um, yeah i feel bad for whoever did that like they're gonna lose their coffee break no doubt yeah 100 um i hope they don't get 
in too much trouble, but yeah, they probably will. What are you going to do? Got to be more careful with the stuff. So now we're going to do a new segment, Amanda. You and I have talked about this quite a bit. We're going to do a new yes, segment. Yes, we have. So uh, everybody, I'm going to call this segment... We're not sure what we're going to call this segment. This is this is something that Amanda and I brainstormed on a whim in text message like a month ago. I think yeah. it was like a month ago. Yeah. And I don't know if I can call them what they actually are. But I guarantee you, everyone listening to this will know exactly what Amanda and I are doing within maybe 10 seconds. But I'm going to call it a word fill-in puzzle. And because I don't know if I can call them what they are without talking to an attorney, because <laughs> IP law is weird. So, Extreme Amanda, so. I have my magical pen and my magical book. Mm-hmm. So I am going to uh, ask you for some words. Okay. And then we're going to see what comes out. Now, the rule is. And we're going to take some suggestions from the audience over time. All of the words have to be Nintendo themed. They do. That's the limitation. We can keep it and, you know, EFG appropriate, obvi, but Nintendo themed today. And we'll, we'll go from there. So um, I would like you to give me a color. How about red? That works well. I would like a plural noun. Hmm. How about Pikmin? Because that is both singular and plural. I'm down. I would like a adjective, please. Charming. And now I would like an exclamation. Jinkies. Oh, wait. I can't do that one. Although you can that do one. That one. Is... It is we'll good, though, isn't it? Let's do we'll jinkies. It's a good exclamation. Now I would like a silly word. A silly word. Tingle. <laughs> Tingle. <laughs> Tingle's definitely a silly word. And I would like a past tense verb. How about double jumped? Double jumped. Double jumped. Then I would like a plural noun. Another one. Goombas. Next, I need a verb. Dash. Dash, okay. And then I would like another plural noun. Mm. Metroid. That works, doesn't it? Yes. Well, remember, the whole point of these is to be random. So it's, and that is a Nintendo word. Uh, next, I need a verb. Um, <laughs> how about ground pound? <laughs> okay. It's a Nintendo word. That's the it first time Nintendo. that I'd ever done that was in uh, Super Mario 64. And then finally, another plural, plural noun. Okay. Hey, Mike. What's the name of? Can you give me a group of baddies from Legend of Zelda? Yes, I can. How bad do you want it to be? It has to be. It has to be safe for work. Safe. Safe for families. Likewise. Like likes? Yeah, do you know what like likes do? I don't. They stuff you to gobble your Why? Tell them to do it like a level 5 out of 10 on the dork scale. Apparently that was a level 5 out of 10 on the dork scale. <laughs> and very enjoyably so. All right. Well, that apparently is uh, is where we're going with this. Like likes. I know what they are. Like likes. They're, they're critters. Okay. Yep, they are critters. All right. So we have done our word fill in puzzle. We now are. I will read our story. Well, this is your story. So okay. it is the story of Little Red Riding Hood. Oh my gosh. So one day, Little Red Riding Hood was going through the forest carrying a basket of Pikmin for her grandmother. Suddenly, she met a big, charming wolf. Jinkies, nope. said the wolf. Where are you going, little Tingle? I'm going to my grandmother's house, she said. Then the wolf double jumped away. When Miss Riding Hood got to her grandmother's house, the wolf was in bed, dressed like her grandmother. My grandmother, said Little Red Riding Hood, what big goombots you have. <laughs> The better to dash you with, said the wolf. 
And grandmother, said Little Red Riding Hood, what big Metroids you have? That's hilarious. The wolf wolf said, the better to ground pound you with. Whoa! And then Little Red Riding Hood said, my, what big like likes you have, grandmother? But the wolf said nothing because he just just died from indigestion after he ate the grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, everybody. So, um, Well, that was truly, truly magical. That was magical. So we'll do one of those every week. For the record, I have a Dungeons and Dragons themed word fill in puzzle game book that we will use on the board game episode. Good. Because I think my understanding is. My understanding is you're even joining us on the next board game one, right? I so sure am. Talk about so. I do. That's I very have board exciting. Game to talk about. So you're going to be super ready for that. All right. So uh, everybody, hope you enjoyed that. If you have feedback about it, other suggestions, by all means, uh, reach out or join our community at engagefamilygaming.com/community, and we can talk about it. So that was our fun little game. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll do our topic. Sound good? Let's do it. All right. All right, everybody. Welcome back to episode 252 of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. I'm still Steven. I'm still here with Amanda. And now it's time to talk about our most anticipated video games of the year. Both of us just want to be hype monsters for a little while. So desperately. Yeah. So let's just do it. All right. So why don't you go first? Each of us has about five games or so that we're going to talk about. So why don't you go first and then I'll go and then so on and so forth. You're going to cover the indies. Like me to talk about. Yes. I'm going to be talking about indies. That is going to be. You can talk about whatever you would like because I'm just going to cross them off on my little list. Okay. Sounds good. Let's start with evil genius Two. So sure. evil the original Evil Genius came out in like, oh my gosh, like 2010 or something like that. Might have been 2005. It was years ago. I think it was 2005 now that I think about it. It was, I was fresh out of university or not out of university, out of high school at that point. And I played the original for so many hours and I had so much fun with it. So when... Rebellion announced Evil Genius 2, I was like, go on, tell me everything. I would like to go to there. Um, And everything that I've seen about the game so far has been so exciting. They're doing so many different interesting things with Evil Genius 2 that they could like they wouldn't have been able to implement in 2005. So just as an overview of what the game is, it is a base building sim and a minion management sim. And you mm-hmm. are an evil genius. You play as one of one of three evil geniuses and you choose your island that you're going to build your base on. And each of the evil geniuses have their own flavors. They have their own flavor text. They have their own ways that they interact with their minions and they interact with other people, you know, like uh, with the enemies that are coming in and they're trying to infiltrate your base and, and spy on you and stuff like that. So they're all very different from one another. And your goal is to take over the world. That is essentially what you are trying to do, is you are building up a communications network so that you can can take over the world one scheme at a time. Sure. This game gives me, like, big-time minions vibes, but not the minions. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, for real. For real. Maximilian does kind of look like does kind of look like Gru, or rather Gru looks like Maximilian, because Maximilian hasn't changed very much over the years. So, you know, it's like very 1960s, 1970s spy vibes, and it's just, the original was ridiculously fun, and I sunk so many hours into it, because I love those kinds of Sims. I, I, I mean, you know me, I love strategy games just in general, and Sim games always get me. So I was the kind of kid where I played, like, Dungeon Keeper, and I played the original Evil Genius, 
to death. And I played theme hospital and all of those kinds of like sim and management games. Those are, those are extremely up my alley. So I am psyched as heck about evil genius too. Awesome. I'm pretty excited about it too. You told, you sold me on it. I wasn't really. And then you were like, no, 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 no. You will like it. You will like it. hundred percent. So on my end, I'm just going to talk about a game that was announced literally yesterday. We're recording this on Thursday. Yesterday was a uh, Nintendo direct. The first one in like a year and a half. And the, the biggest game to get announced out of that for, for me, honestly, was Mario Golf Super Rush. Which, oh my gosh, that game looks so good. Yeah. Now, there are a... I mean, <laughs> it is... I was having a conversation with somebody on Twitter. And as really, what it, as, as one does, because that's what you're supposed to do on there contrary to what lots of people do on there. What you're supposed to do is talk to people. And I expressed my excitement. And I was like, listen, I like golf video games. I don't like actual golf. And it has been so long since there have been a good golf video game. I was seriously considering buying the PGA Tour 2K golf game. Right? I had similar feelings. Because I was like, you know, I just want to, you know, do you know i don't know what you do when you play golf i was like i just want to you know hit some balls around you know play some golf and i was i i have had it in my cart uh, but taken it out for uh, various reasons largely being responsible (laughs) and and then and then literally mario came and saved me from myself because now I don't have to, because now I can just wait. And in June, specifically, I believe it's June 24th, Mario Kart, or not Mario Kart. I'm, trust me, I wish there was a new Mario Kart. That's inevitable, but not right now. Mario Golf Super Rush is, it, it has a traditional Mario, Mario Golf experience that is uh, a little bit more mini golf than traditional golf, but not too much. There is a multiplayer speed golf mode where you just, it's everybody's turn and you don't have to wait, which just seems insane to me. Y'all are officially challenged online, by the way. Um, <laughs> when y'all are, when the, when you and Mike are co-streaming, I will, is there a triple stream? Can you triple I stream? Mean- I would love that. That sounds extremely fantastic. Um, like, and I'm, definitely, I'm definitely going to main Wario because did you see his outfit? Um, that was a me outfit. and It was real so, good. There's even a story mode, which admittedly I'm kind of confused by, but whatever. The idea of just a bunch of uh, excuses to keep playing Mario Golf. I am incredibly hyped about that game. And... Um, yeah, so that's it. That, there really isn't much else to say other than there is a new Mar- Mario Golf. It is coming. I think it is the perfect follow up for like last year was casual game fan Nirvana in Animal Crossing. And I think following it up with a Mario sports game is like about as perfect of a transition as you can get. Like, I think the only thing they could have done better is a mario kart game but i think mario golf is perfect what i really want is them to make a mario hockey game can they just do it i mean they made a soccer game what's their problem already um probably they they have the data (laughs) so i'm sure they just know that mario golf will sell better but anyway yeah mario Mario golf super rush coming this uh, coming this june this is gonna be perfect this is a perfect summer game Right. Yeah. We get to go. We get the. It's going to be multiplayer craziness. We're all going to be, you know, this is where a lot of us, hopefully in the United States, will be at the tail end of quarantining or moving towards it. You know, we're going to all be penned up and crazy. Now we get to do crazy golf shenanigans, which I'm very much so looking forward to. Yeah. So Mario Golf Super Rush. What do you got next? All right. So next on my list, I have so many things on my list. Next on my list that I would like to talk about is Lake. So we saw this during Not E3. And Uh Lake is set in the year that I was born. 
So it's set in 1986. And it follows Meredith Weiss as she takes a break from her career in the big city to deliver mail in her hometown. She will be in her hometown for two weeks, taking over this delivery route. And you can interact with the community. You can make narrative choices. You can help her deal with her stress levels. You can choose after work activities and like it's very it's very much so like a branching storyline that doesn't that Whitethorn Games um which is the publisher has said that there are no right or wrong answers there are just what you want to happen you are you are shaping this entire story it looks so adorable and i believe that it's set yes it's set in Oregon in this in this place called Providence Oaks. So it okay. looks really, really cute. I'm super, super excited about this because you know me. I love narrative games. I especially love weird, quirky narrative games that don't require me to beat anybody up or anything like that. And let me let me tell you, there there is a time and a place for beat 'em ups. But I love games that challenge me to tell interesting stories in unexpected ways. Sure. You know, the when this game was announced, and you know, you're watching the way these trailers come up, right? Like they never really tell you what the game is about right away, very frequently. And I th- I was like, all right, cool. It's just a, you're just driving around delivering the mail. And I mean, the art style is very captivating and the music was very relaxing. Like this struck me as like a lo-fi game to chill to. Yeah. Like it's the kind of game that you have on when you're like, I am so stressed out. All I want to do is deliver mail. Yeah, exactly. And, and we mean that legitimately. I think both of us mean this as a compliment. Like it is just such a chill, simple game. But I have a feeling that some of the stories that we're going to be telling are going to have some punch to them. This is definitely one. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking forward to playing this game because it is not my kind of game. But this is not kind of game. game. Yeah, but but I have discovered that I like watching people play these kind of games. And so I have a feeling that there will be at least one afternoon on Ready Player Mom. Or, you know, there are a number of other people that, you know, your whole stream team, I'm sure there's a few of them that might play it. And I'll watch people play and, you know, see them play through a session. And and that's how I'll consume these games because they're not for me. This is not my jam specifically, but I... I'm super excited to watch a bunch of people play it because, man, it it definitely looks cool, sounds cool, and I'm just going to want to, like, relax and let somebody else do the work. <laughs> that's fair. Like, that is a fair thing to say, and that's also a really, really good thing to know about yourself as well is that, like, look, not everybody's going to be into – like, not everybody's going to be into into everything, and that needs to be okay. It will it, Absolutely. That's one thing that normalize I normalize definitely... not liking things. Yeah. But normalize being okay with not liking things and not talking to yeah. Like be like, you know what, this game is not for me. But you know who Damn. this game is for? Manda. Um totally. so I'm gonna talk about my next game. And this is another game that was announced yesterday that unfortunately I forgot to tell you about because I'm being reminded of them as we go. This is I'm just, this is this is coming right out of left field. You did not see this one coming, um, and I'm gonna. This is a game I'm gonna play with Maggie. We're gonna experience this game together, and that is DC Superhero Girls Teen Power. Right? How good <laughs> so, does that look? Okay, listen. It's an action RPG ish. I'm sure the RPG elements are light, but who cares? Where you play as the DC superhero girl or the the DC superhero girl? So. Batgirl or Wonder Woman or Supergirl. I don't know if Wonder Woman is literally Wonder Woman in that canon or if it's a Wonder, a junior Wonder Woman. I don't know. That that whole universe is different for me. Uh, but there's a, a girl version of Green Lantern, who I'm sure she's one of the Green Lantern cores. They called her something different. Um, Bumblebee, not the transforming robot. There's literally a superhero named Bumblebee. It looks awesome. It really just looks like a super playable cartoon. And I think I'm supposed to play a Supergirl because then she can fly around and punch dudes. 
I, I mean, it, what more do you want from life? And so I was sitting next to Maggie when that came on, and I looked over, and she had this look of, I think that's a Maggie game. And I'm excited for it. I do enjoy me some superhero action games. And even if it is just kind of average at that, as long as my daughter likes it, I think it'll be worth it. So superhero, DC superhero girls, teen power. This is not the, (laughs) this is not a game anyone would have expected me to bring up, but I was excited just to see it because man, so many of these games that are like this are, you know, this is this is marketed towards an audience that doesn't get this kind of game made for them and i am very very excited and i bet you that uh batgirl is gonna wreck some faces i would absolutely imagine so absolutely so yeah so that's my that was my number two excellent these are in no particular order everybody by the way we're just no it's not in any particular order and like i'm I'm really, I'm really focusing on the indies because um, I just, indies don't get enough love. Yes. Also, we know more about them right now because the AAA landscape is so weird. We know yeah. these indies are coming. Yeah, we do. And there are so many more indies, like, um, there are so many more indies that are just not coming out this year or they may not be coming out this year. So actually I'm going to, I'm going to throw another one in because you, you hit me for a bit I of cheated. a ball. No, you hit me for a little bit of a curveball. So, but I'll talk about this one a little bit later. So I want to talk about Venba. Yeah. Uh, Venba is a narrative cooking game and it's not just any narrative cooking game. Like, I don't I don't know what else would be a good narrative cooking game. I don't think Cook Served Cook Served Delicious doesn't really have a narrative to it. You just make stuff. So Venba I think is, this is the first narr- the first truly narrative one I have ever seen. Same here. I think that, that I think that might be I think that's accurate. So for me, this is such a story that's like I can already tell that this is a story that's going to be near and dear to my heart. Because you play as a mom. You don't just play as a mom. You play as a Canadian mom. And I mean, yes, you play as an Indian mom who immigrates to Canada with her family in in the eighties. But I love that. I love that story because that's that's a story I'm familiar with. You know, one of my best friends growing up, you know, her her folks immigrated from India and she was born in Canada, so she is first generation. And I'm excited to see how some of these stories end up playing out because I love mom stories. There aren't enough mom stories out there where the mom gets to be the protagonist and just gets to be herself. Like she's, you know, she, she doesn't have to die to be of use in the narrative. She just gets to be herself. So this whole, this whole game is about cooking and it's about finding lost recipes. Um, there's a bunch of branching conversations, but it's not just a story that's just about cooking. It's a story about family and about love and about, you know, losing yourself and finding yourself and what it means to be. I would imagine that this is also going to be a game that that talks a lot about a mother's identity and what it means to be an immigrant and a mother at the same time. So I'm just, I'm so beyond excited for Venba. It's supposed to be coming out in November and I just want it to be November now because I really want to play Venba <laughs> like so bad. This, this is going to be one of the few games that actually makes me hungry. Yes. Because the food is delicious. The first the first, this will be the second, likely, because the first game and only game so far that has ever successfully made me hungry was Final Fantasy XV. Fair, because I've come up with a new recipe. The stuff that he makes, and I oh, only imagine that it's even great, better on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, but, like, just the food was so delicious yeah. looking. Like, I remember t- I took a day off to play it, and halfway through the day, I was like, all right, I need to go make some, like, ramen or something, because, like, I like I cannot. I'm so hungry. And here, the the advantage to this is I'm not going to gain weight playing this game because I can't cook this. Like I, I'm just not skilled enough to cook this food. 
um, <laughs> you know, I just I, I, I doubt that I will have the skill or talent. But it, this game looks th- this is another one that is depending on the mechanics. I, I think I might dive into this one. It really depends. I'm going to let you play it first and then tell me if I'm in or if I'm just going to watch it. But I am excited good. about it. This is one of those games that I'm so excited that it exists, even if I never see a frame of it. You know, like, yeah, I there are a lot of games that I'm just like, this game needed to happen. Like our yeah. world needed this game. And I think this is perfect for it. So I agree. So that's Venba. V-E-N-B-A. V-E-N-B-A. All right. Um, I'm going to talk about Ratchet and Clank, yo. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Do it. June 24th. Um, June is very busy now for EFG. Yes. Same weekend, Mario Golf and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh my gosh. So here's what it comes. The good news is those are on different consoles. So it's not like it's that hard. We'll just have to set up two TVs. It's just, it's going to be work. So Ratchet and Clank is the family friendly shooter, right? Before Fortnite existed, which kind of ate its lunch a little bit. By just being huge, Ratchet and Clank was the shooter that was family friendly. It was stupid weapons. It was an absurd story about a weird Lombax doing weird nonsense. And Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is PlayStation 5 taking advantage of all that technology and is uh, going to blow the world away. I've, I agree. I, this is just... Admittedly, some of the stuff they have shown us was obviously kind of handpicked from that game to show of off course. what the PlayStation 5 could do. So, that it, But that's the thing, right? Like, when your family-friendly shooter is the graphics showcase for your brand-new console, that says some stuff. And so just the just some of the shadows and the dynamic lighting and, you know, the reflections off of the glass floor where you can see the reflections on top, but also the stuff underneath. And I was like, there's no way a video game should be able to do that. Like, I have a feeling how is this I'm a video w- game. Like, exactly. How is it even I have a feeling we're going to walk into this game and come out of it with like three or four moments where we're just going to be like, this is what next gen is. And it's not very often that you get to do that with a family friendly video game. Normally that would be a God of War or it would be a Call of Duty game, right? Because sometimes they do some crazy stuff or, you know, something of that nature, like The Witcher, you know, stuff like that. It's not very often that the families get to be like, whoa, this is what mom and dad bought. (laughs) True, true. um, And also, Ratchet and Clank is a solid shooting experience. It's fun. It is light. We're going to laugh at least once. And I'm sure the weapons are going to be absolutely stupid. Considering the stuff they can do. They are going to be out of this world. Oh, man. All right, I'll allow it. So that's Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And there's there's a Lady Lombax in this one. There is. Which means the story is going to be very interesting. I'm very much so looking forward to this game. Like, it's not usually the kind of game that I would be like, yeah, I'm so psyched about this, but I'm not going to lie to you. Pretty psyched about this. This is a Steve game. This is a hundred percent. Ratchet and Clank or Rift Apart is me. It is. It's a hundred percent you. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. Genuinely. So what do you got next? All right. So I'm going to talk about something that I didn't put on your list. It's okay. I totally came at I I threw, I threw you under the bus also. You kind of did. It's true. But this one looks really cute. This is from Armor Games. Um, it's called Bear and Breakfast. So... How did I forget Bear and Breakfast? <laughs> oh. Right? I thought that was next year. Is that 2021? No, it's this, coming it's up 20, this year. It's coming up this year. I had to go check because I was like, what was that bear bed and breakfast game? I kind of want to talk about that. Yeah, so, so it's another sim bad. game, another strategy game, because of course it is. And it is building and running a bed and breakfast. But you're a bear. <laughs> so bear and breakfast. It's so stupid. It's so cute, though. I'm I like beyond psyched about these games. Facts, I love them because they're all they're all 
I just want them. I just want them all so much. So you're going to be, you know, so in Bear and Breakfast, it's a management adventure game where you play as a bear trying to run a bed and breakfast in the woods. His name is Hank. (laughs) And Hank and his friends, they find this abandoned shack and, you know, they're a bunch of teenagers. So they're like, hey, what if we turn this into a bed and breakfast for unsuspecting tourists? And that is kind of what happens there. But there's a deeper narrative flavor to it as it turns out you know you got all this customization that you can do you know furniture and fixtures and bring guests in and keep them happy but there's another there's there's a mystery underneath all of it as it turns out which is very exciting so i i want to play baron breakfast so bad and this is coming out on the nintendo switch okay uh man i am breakfast dude I am. I. I just you don't. You are. You are. I understand. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to have words. Yeah. I. It is so stupid. So, so decidedly good. stupid. But yeah, it's I'm very so excited. Very excited. And yet here we are, being extremely stoked about this very silly game. Uh, we're allowed to be. How about that? We're allowed to be very stoked. All right. Yeah. So. All right, so I'm going to go to the next one. Uh, let's just talk about Pokemon Snap because it's time to talk about Pokemon Snap. It's is it time? Is it finally time? Yeah. So this April, which is very soon, by the way, new Pokemon Snap comes. Now, admittedly, the name is pretty on the nose, but it's more Pokemon Snap. It's exactly what we needed. Here's what's really cool about this game is that I, the only people who know what this game really is, are the OGs. Like, and and the reason, for, and yes, I am definitely using that term ironically because I I can't use it unironically. So the I don't know. I'm I think I'm too old. So the um, po- Pokemon Snap is a puzzle game. Everybody, yeah. it's a puzzle game on rails. It disguises itself as a cute photography game, but the truth is that it is a puzzle game because what you have to do is create really interesting sequences of events that make other, that make Pokemon appear in their natural environment so you can take a picture of them. And yeah. some of them are as simple as you throw food out and one comes out of a cave. Like, whatever. But some of them are you throw food at a bush and it knocks a thing down that brings a thing out of the cave that makes another Pokemon come out and scare it away and then it runs down the road and maybe it trips. And you play through these kind of on-rail segments, taking pictures over and over again, just experimenting. And each map has one or two Pokemon that require a significant number of steps that need to be perfectly executed that make this both a puzzle game, but also like a rhythm game is not the right word. But like, you know, there's there's timing involved. It's careful planning. It's experimentation. It's also beautiful you know the, the original was on nintendo 64 it for its time it, it was, was impressive gorgeous looking. for its time it really was it was it was such a beautiful game to experience to play i played the heck out of it when i when it first came out like oh my goodness my brother and i we spent many hours playing pokemon snap like an embarrassing amount of hours And so, you know, a lot of parents are going to look at this game and maybe not be as familiar with it as, say, you and I are. I played it, but I know it on the Blockbuster video end where I was there with the kiosks where you could go and get your stickers printed out. I was there for that. And so the, you know, people might be saying, oh, well, this is going to be very simple. You know, how is it going to be worth 60 bucks? You know, whatever. Listen, listen, this is a game that you are going, that you are in required to play over and over and over again and that's okay it was gorgeous then and part of that is because you're on rails so they only had to animate so much so as a result they can take advantage this is a game that's perfect for switch because they can put the work into making the stuff you see perfect knowing that they don't have to worry about you backtracking or climbing over the mountain or anything you're 
you go from point A to point B and you only have exactly. so much. So, so this is going to be a great way where great art is created by limitations. They only have to do so much and it already looks stunning. We know Pokemon are adorable. And mm-hmm. so I am super excited for this game and I'm super excited for a new generation of gamers to play it and enjoy it. Oh, this is also seriously. the definition of a casual video game, right? It because really you're just is. floating along, taking pictures. And I'm sure we're going to hear more of it soon. Because it's coming out soon. Yeah, well, it's coming out. It's coming out in a couple of months. So I'm sure we're going to get another Nintendo Direct about it, or at least another video. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for new Pokemon Snap. That will be in our house the day it comes out. No question. I think it would be a crime in my home if it was not here the day of. I would agree. It would probably also be a crime in my home if it wasn't here the day of. I think yeah. that Vivian especially is going to lose her tiny little mind. Yeah, she's gonna love it. She's gonna love she's it. Gonna, she's gonna have so much fun with that game, and I am. I'm gonna be so excited to just like sit with her and have her experience it, and me just like hang out with her because that's yeah. all I want to do. Is I just want to hang out with her while she plays this game because oh, I know she. I know it's gonna absolutely blow her mind. It definitely will. Oh, absolutely. There's going to be a lot of younger kids that are going to learn a lot of cause and effect relationships <laughs> playing this game. So, um, Amanda, so yeah. that's new Pokemon staff. What else you got? Goodness, I have so much stuff left. Okay. I want to talk about Kana, Bridge of Spirits. Mm. So, Steve, do you yeah. remember back last year when we were in the midst of not E3? Mm-hmm. And they showed this trailer for this game. And, and we, we yelled about it over text minds. messages. Yeah, we yelled yeah. about it over text messages, and then we yelled about it on the on the podcast shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. you were like, this is such an Amanda game. Steve, I want this game. I am hotly anticipating this game. This game is unbelievably beautiful. It is coming by way of Ember Lab. And for those that don't remember us yelling about it in the summertime, the story behind Kana is Kana is a young spirit guide and she's traveling to an abandoned village in search of the sacred mountain shrine. She needs to uncover the secrets of, you know, this community hidden in the forest and there are lots of wandering spirits and they're trapped. You know, the, the premise of the game is balance, essentially, and you have to find balance between your version of nature. So between the light and the living and the beauty of nature. And then there's also dealing with the rot and dealing with death and decay. So this, this game is so high up on my wish list that I just, I wish I had it now, (laughs) but it is supposed to be coming out at some point during this quarter. I don't believe them. I have, a, I have a feeling it's probably going to come out next quarter, if I had to guess. Um, lots of games have been delayed because of COVID, so I would not surprise me at all if this game has been delayed. Okay. I'm, I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's like a, it's a third-person action-adventure game. It looks like, yeah, so it looks, it's just like, I just want it. <laughs> I just want it. I listen. I want to play it too. I know I we're going to play, play it, and then we're going to yell about yeah. it on, oh, on the you're show. Gonna yell about this game so much. This is one of those I'm games uh, I was time. sold, and because you sold me, I was sold before. You know, we sold ourselves on this, and then it was the Game Informer cover story a few months back, and then I read more about it, and I was like. Yes, I would like this. This is this really feels like it's going to scratch. What it feels like to me is that it's going to scratch that pseudo open world action RPG. You know, I don't want to call it like a Horizon Zero Dawn because it's a different kind of game, but it's going to fill that kind of vibe. Like this is going to be Zelda-ish in that it's going to be running around a bunch of places, using superpowers, discovering secrets, doing puzzles, whacking some dudes with a stick. You know, I'm good with I'm, that. I'm in. I want that. It's also absolutely gorgeous and has no right to be as pretty as it is. It's like, how? I ask you, how? It's an well, indie game. How? Well, 
Um, they have uh, illustration software, and I'm just kidding. I don't know how they do it either. They have very know. talented artists. So many um, talented probably, artists. And they had a vision, and it looks like they are executing it. I hope that it lives up to the hype, but I have a feeling that it will. Yeah, I, I have. I do have a lot of high hopes for this, but I think that they will be easily met. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right. So I've got one last one, and then okay. we'll get one last one from you. And if we have to okay. do a round two of our most anticipated, we can do that. Maybe because we don't know anything that's coming out after this summer. Like this fall is. Nothing. They're telling us that maybe a, a new Halo game is this fall. That like that's. And even then, well, they're telling us. They are telling, telling us. us. Until they tell but us otherwise, believe I'm going to them. So speaking of things that we were told and other games that are coming out at the end of June, um, because again, the end of June is a little insane. Um, how about, this is, this? is I'm throwing this one out there for the general. Yesterday, during the Nintendo Direct, the HD remake of Legend of Mana from the PlayStation 1 right? was announced. And I went, ooh, because I remember playing that. And I'll admit, I did not play a ton of it. Um, but this is, you know, a follow-up to Secret of Mana. Like, this is a big deal. And it's getting an HD remake. It's going it to be is. coming out to Switch, PS4, and I believe PC. And uh, so I knew that I was predisposed to liking this. I love uh, Square Enix games. This is a you know a throwback to my younger to my younger years. I can't say my youth because this game didn't come out. I was I was older when this game came out. But but the general was like, oh wow, that's awesome. Can't wait to play that. And I was like, really? And so uh, and then she explained that this is a game that she has had her eye on, and she saw it when my brother was playing it back when he owned it. And so she's like, oh, we got to, I want to, now she's excited to get a chance to play it. It's a two-player game. We're going to play it on the Switch together. And it is a very, it's getting, all the backgrounds are getting remastered so that they are way more colorful and bright and beautiful. The sprite work got a little bit of polishing to it, but it still looks like the original game, which I think is so this is less of a remake and more of just a remaster. They're giving everybody that little bit of polish. Hopefully there will be some quality of life improvements. I'm sure there will be. And 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 that's usually all I need. This is coming out June 24th. So the last so in the last two weeks of June, <laughs> we got Pokemon Snap. <laughs> Legend of Mana. I'm dying right here. Pokemon Snap. The Legend of Mana right, and Ratchet. Yes. Um, almost, uh, in fact, every game on my list comes out in June. <laughs> all five of the games that I just mentioned all come out in June because DC Superhero Girls is June 4th. Oh, Whoopsies. everything is both wonderful and bad. Yeah, so about that. But hey, whatever. It, I'm going to have a busy June. So yeah, so that's Legend of Mana. My brother's very excited about that too. He's gonna, but he's gonna play that on his PlayStation. So um, yeah, so that's the end of my list. What's on the end of yours? Well, the the end of the list that you chose for today. I know you have like fifty games. Games. All right. What was the other one that I was gonna want to talk about? Was there was there another one? There There was. was, We're gonna talk. Remember that RPG that we talked about on Twitter. RPG that we talked about on Twitter. Shoot. Chris Tales. Chris Tales. I just want to be cool. No, no, it's fine. No, I appreciate it. I, I, God, I just like so many games. So many games, Steve. So many games. There are so many. Listen, this is a good problem to have. It's it's an embarrassment of riches and continues. The fact that you had to cut your list down. Yeah. Because there's like 50 of them. At least. Yeah. So I want to talk. Uh, yes, let me talk about Chris Tales because Chris Tales, I got to check it out at E3 in 2019. And it was a hands off demo. And they actually had, they did have a demo. I think it was on, I think there's a demo for this game on Steam. And so it is a strategy RPG. And it is, so it's like a turn-based strategy RPG. So you're, you're controlling different characters and you're playing with the flow of time. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'd imagine the game has probably changed quite a bit in the two years, almost two years it's been since I've seen the game. But what I'm most excited about when it comes to Chris Tales is it is beautiful. Like, if you want to talk about another shockingly gorgeous game that has no business being as gorgeous as it is, it's this one. Additionally, let me check and see. I want to see where the developer is from. They're from Colombia. So they have a lot of traditional Colombian aesthetic features, including architecture and traditional garments and clothing and stuff like that. So the aesthetic is unbelievable. Like it's so rich and so immersive. And the gameplay is super interesting. Like lots of really cool things that you can do to mess with the flow of time to make, you know, your characters do something or make the enemies do something different or you're manipulating, you're just manipulating the environment in a way that I haven't seen done in that way in a game ever. Mm-hmm. So, Chris Tales looks unbelievably beautiful. And the art is bananas. Like, it's shocking. It's shocking. What happened with this game is, I remember hearing, I remember talking to you about it and seeing it beforehand, but, like, I forgot it. And then the trailer dropped, and someone shared it that I saw it. And I was like, wow, I need to tell Amanda about this game. And so I... Re- and so I did, and you were like, homie, I know about this game. I've done known about this game, and I am already excited. Be excited with me. And I Be did. excited with me, yes. That's 100% how I would put that, yeah. And uh, I am. Yeah, this is another one of those games that is cooler looking than it should. And it's cooler looking than it should be. And I love me some turn-based role-playing games. And this is going to be a whole lot of fun to play whenever this comes out. Agreed. So these are just some of the hype games. How about this? We made it through a list of most anticipated games. We didn't even address some of the games that are coming towards the end of the year or have been told this year, but we don't have a date like Horizon Forbidden West. And, you know, th- like there's all sorts We're of stuff. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I would imagine there. that we will, we will have, once we have more information on these games and when we're actually able to talk about them, we will, we will be talking. Oh, absolutely. We will revisit them. This is, this is literally some games you might not have heard about yet. And that's awesome. You know, really excited to get a chance to talk about some of these. So Amanda, we made it. We did it. We did. We did. We talked about our most anticipated games so far of 2021. So uh, everybody, I hope you appreciated listening and enjoyed listening as much as uh, Amanda and I enjoyed recording. We will be back next week. It'll be board game week rejoined by Linda Roble, the mistress of magnificence and Amanda will be making a special appearance to talk about some board games she has played. We will Since probably... I finally have things to talk about. Listen, I mean, it's hard to get people motivated to do stuff. So we are very excited to have an opportunity to talk about some of those things next week, but everybody have a good week. We will talk to you next time. And until then, don't forget. Get your family game on. We'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Bye.